I'm Cinder Niemela, and along with Charlotte Gilmano, welcome to the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. I believe the most powerful gifts you can give yourself is time to reflect on your talents and experience, and then have the wisdom to act with confidence and grace. This podcast is for entrepreneurs, leaders, and individuals who want to thrive in work and life. Your journey to being connected and inspired by the world around you starts right now. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to introduce my guest for today. Tracy Goodwin is a voice expert, and she owns Captivate the Room. If you're like me, you may be wondering, what the heck is a voice coach? Well, let me tell you how I met Tracy. About four years ago, I started working on an e-learning program with my co-host, Charlotte. We finished most of the curriculum, and now it was my turn to start recording. But every time I sat down to start recording, my voice locked up. Well, I can tell you, I was really frustrated. I knew that part of it was based on some old messaging that I'd received, but I just didn't know what to do about it. Well, I called my daughter in LA who has a lot of friends in acting and entertainment, and I told her the situation and asked her who I could call that might be able to help me. And my daughter suggested that I look for a voice coach. Well, long story short, after taking a few classes and interviewing a bunch of voice coaches, I decided to work with Tracy. Tracy says everyone has a psychology of the voice story, and this message really resonated with me. I'm really excited to have Tracy on the call today. After acting and directing plays all over the world, Tracy coaches actors, entrepreneurs, and leaders to find their real voice and transform their lives. She's also taught at the university level in New York before moving to LA two years ago. In the show notes, I've put some highlights from her bio, along with links to her website, Captivate the Room, and You Took My Voice. Tracy, welcome to the call. I enjoyed working with you so much, and you helped me really quickly to get in touch with what was choking me up, quite literally. (laughs) Yeah. tell, Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got involved in this just really intriguing um, area of expertise? Well, you know, I didn't pick it. I didn't pick. I didn't grow up thinking, even, even in college and after college, the last thing on my mind was I'm going to be a voice coach. In fact, to be totally honest with you, I ran from it for many, many years. I was raised in a family where I wasn't allowed to speak. And as a result of that, there were some pretty significant uh, traumas, I'll call them, that happened to me, one of which I was severely beaten in a play because I couldn't use my voice. And after that, I went and I really had to change my voice. I I was already an an actor. I had been an actor and a, a speaker since I was 12 years old. And I I had this thing happen where I was beaten up in this play and the result of it was that I started talking like this. And so the head of acting at at this new university I went to put me in this training and I literally changed my voice and I went on to become an actor and then I went on to direct plays all over the world and people kept finding me to coach them and their voices. And 
It was something that I had always been really good at, but I could not imagine how I was supposed to be a voice coach when I was raised not being able to use my voice. So I was just running as fast as I could, and people were just finding me as fast as they could. And so finally, I just said, you know, I don't understand this, but I know that I have a gift for this. I have a deep understanding and can hear things that I thought at that time everybody could hear. So I guess I'll just be a voice coach. I'll commit to it. I will do this. I don't understand why, but I'll do it. So really it picked me, not me picking it, but it has been fascinating work. So you really empathize with people. Um, you can also hear where we're blocked and you, you go there really quickly. You go to that first episode or that first experience that really causes us to choke down or to keep whatever is whatever fears we have inside yeah and because you did have that experience and what a great I mean you had to have that experience so you could change colleges and go to another college and meet that your meet your voice coach how awesome was that yeah, you know, in retrospect, it's all awesome, really. And I think you and I even had a conversation about this one day, how my upbringing, it, it, was, all, it was all part of the plan, you know. And, and I'm just, I just really think of myself as a vessel. I call myself a vessel because I don't, I just don't even, I'm, I just, I do. Like you say, I can literally hear it immediately in the voice, what people's voice story is. And I believe we have a voice story. I believe that everyone does. People just don't realize it yet. But that's that psychology of the voice. And that literally, yes, I still draw from some of the amazing training I got 32 years ago from some of the voice masters of our time. But where I really figured this out was in client after client after client that I saw what was happening. And I just, and, and that's where psychology of the voice was born. But you're right. It's exactly linked to my story. So if I hadn't had that story, you're right. I wouldn't do the work I do today. I wouldn't be able to do it like I do it for sure. Mm. What do you, you know, you mentioned some of your clients and uh, some of the, the issues that have been revealed in your coaching with them. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because it's not always obvious, I think. It's not always obvious um, how we respond to people who, in sometimes very subtle ways, shut us down. Yeah. I believe it starts happening. I have no, I, I, no doubt it starts happening as a small child, possibly as early as three, four, five years old. And this is what I believe, and this is what I have seen proven to be true for 28 years of coaching now, the first time someone tells us to shut up or be quiet or you don't know what you're talking about, see, the subconscious mind is what creates the voice. Now, stay with me on this. See, the voice is the orchestra of the heart. The subconscious mind's goal is to protect the heart. So somebody, you're four, you're five, you're seven, and, and your mom or your dad or your teacher says, hey, shut up. Your subconscious mind takes that in and says, don't worry, I've got this, and starts working with your muscle memory 
pull your voice back like this. So if you talk like this, then nobody will tell you to shut up anymore. And the next thing you know, you're 40 and you realize, hold on a minute, I'm not captivating the room. And, and that compounds over time. It starts from that very first phrase. And literally, this is mind-blowing. All it takes is one phrase. But then think about life. Think about professors and teachers and friends and neighbors and the guy at the market and the horrible boss and the, the horrible co-workers and the bad relationship. Boom, boom, boom. I call it the dings. And the ding, 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 ding. And they pile up and the voice gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and locked down and locked down. And that's what I hear, honestly, Cinder. When I hear a voice, I hear where it's locked down. And from that and what I hear, I know the story. I can tell people the story. It's so, yeah, it's just, and people don't, I mean, we just, people are just walking around thinking, hey, you know what? I think my voice got shut down when I was five, when that guy told me to shut up. Half the time, people don't even remember, but a lot of times when we work together, they do, it comes back to them because, see, when we free the muscles, when we write a new story in the muscle memory, we release the memories that are locked into that muscle structure, and they're gone. Yeah. Boy, and I can testify to that just yeah. for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, I don't get nervous in front of a microphone anymore. I, In fact, I enjoy it. And it's one of the things, it's one of the reasons why I went into the field that I was in for 30 years is because I love talking to people. I loved mm -hmm. hearing their stories. I loved interviewing them. And I got to a point where I was hiding. I didn't even want to yeah. talk to anyone. <laughs> the dings yeah. had really added up. Yeah. You can talk about your subject in so many different ways and so authentically and freely. Was that the result of clearing away these dings, of really speaking your truth and speaking it beautifully so that you are now a vessel? I think definitely. I mean, there's no doubt it. I don't have it all mastered, and there's no doubt that I'll be working on it on myself the rest of my life. But yes, I think it, and, and I think, yes, it's been a journey of clearing stuff away, but there have been some significant, really impactful moments like that, that have helped me be able, that have been instrumental in me being able to do this. One, obviously, was the realization that I was running from my purpose that I was totally Jonah in the belly of the whale and I had to stop. But then interestingly enough, I think the biggest shift in all of this came, I guess it was literally only 10 years ago. Now, see, I was coaching in some of the top conservatories in the world. I was doing my thing and I was doing it well, but see, here's what happened. I couldn't, well, I got criticized on social media mm. and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this. I can't help people. I'm done. And I walked away and I started a furniture refinishing business mm -hmm. and people were calling and they're trying to book me and I wouldn't even know. I'm not a voice coach. And I've refinished furniture for a couple of months and I loved it. It was great. And then one day I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? You have a gift why are you in here finish, refinishing furniture? 
And in that moment, I realized I didn't have to please everybody. I didn't have to coach everybody. That some people were going to love my style and some people weren't. And that was okay. And when I made my realization of that, it really freed me to step into being the straight shooter that I am. You know, while I had done great work before, I feel like I had been careful sometimes to not totally be myself. And now the first thing I tell people is, listen, I'm a real straight shooter. I don't think you hire me to sit here and say, well, okay, that's really good. I cut straight to the chase and I get it done. So that that event, you know, there's this progression of events, but then that event specifically gave me permission to say, this is who I am, this is how I teach, and it is okay if some people don't like me. And the bottom line, the people that are criticizing me on social media, they're not in the arena, so it's okay. That's the wisdom right there is um, giving yourself permission to express your gift, knowing that it's going to change and evolve over time. And we're yeah. going to please everybody. Yeah. In a corporate setting, I work mainly with um, managers, new managers, and executives who are have just been promoted into an executive role. And now their, their span of control has increased and who they present to is different. What all of my listeners have in common is they question themselves. They may perhaps get feedback from a colleague or a peer or a subordinate, and it begins to shut them down and they question themselves. What have you seen that helps people to take in this feedback, but not take it in in a way that really impacts how they feel about themselves and how they express themselves? That's a great question, and I have, I'll try to answer this with brevity. I think first and foremost, you have to do just like I learned how to be a voice coach. I studied under a lot of different masters. There's a lot of different voice styles. There's Skinner, there's Lessack, there's uh, Feldenkrais. They're all good. What I've created is I picked pieces from each that resonated with me, and I think that's the first thing in owning our power and our worth and our and being able to speak our truth beautifully is to know that it is simply feedback. Look at, and you have to honestly look at some things that you may not want to hear. I still struggle with that, not wanting to hear that I'm this or that or the other. But you have to be objective. I, I recommend that you don't have to do anything. I recommend that you be objective. And listen, first and foremost, all of us need to listen. Okay, what are they saying? They're saying A, B, C, D. Okay, I like what they're saying about B. C, not so much. D, let me think about that. So to really listen to that feedback with an open heart and an open mind, get the ego out of the way, it's, you know, it's not a personal attack. Then... What becomes the next most important step is that, and this is the tagline, you've already brought it up, that you speak your truth beautifully. And this is sometimes where the, where the, the crash happens. We tend to want to react rather than respond. And so we take this feedback, and instead of, first of all, taking it on and taking it personally, look at it. 
reflect on it, pick what, pick what, you know, pick and choose. And I, and I mean that in, in a really positive way, not like some things you're going to need to pick that you're not going to like, but you got to be honest about it. And then use your voice to say, I hear what you're saying, but I'd like for you to listen to what I'm thinking. And that's what happens. We take the feedback, it shuts us down, we stop talking. And then one day, something sets us off and we blow up and lose it. And the first thought in our mind is, well, I'm not a good communicator, I can't say anything. And then we start the spiral again. Does that, does that answer the question for you? Yeah, I, I, I think that is excellent advice. And it's also very difficult because we're in this environment every day. It's not, you know, we see the same people every day. They hold our future in their hands uh, in some ways. And there are many different kinds of personalities too. There are some personalities that that if you shy away from them, they're going to come at you even stronger. Yeah. If you find yourself in the wrong environment, than to take care of yourself and not try to start changing yourself as as I've done in the past. Certainly, my first experience of being in a in a corporate environment, or my second one actually as an executive, when they told me to you know shut up, you're just here because you're a woman and we needed a woman executive, so don't talk. We don't want to hear what you have to say. Well, at that point, you know I did not know how to speak my truth beautifully and make the right decision for me to move on. Mm-hmm. So it can be it can be very empowering, and that's why I just think that your message is so powerful to let people know they do have a choice, and they can think about how they take feedback um, and find a way to express themselves beautifully, rather than shrink away from who they truly are. And I see that a lot with millennials. In fact, they're very educated. They're very smart. They're very motivated to make a difference and um, people don't want to hear them or they don't take what they have to say seriously and they start to shrink away into the corner and um, it's very damaging yeah well they don't feel heard right and so it goes back to what where we started basically you know close to where we started they don't feel heard and if you don't feel heard it doesn't take too long too many times of not feeling heard before one of two things is going to happen. One, you're going to shut down completely, or two, you're going to rebel and act out and prove you deserve to be heard. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's probably what you're talking about that, that we're seeing. Mm. Yes, exactly. They don't feel heard and then they start to second guess. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely recommend your podcast because you talk about different ways to um, express yourself, to really get in touch with who you are and what your message is and how to express yourself beautifully. Tell us a little bit more about your podcast and your intention for the podcast. Well, you know, I when I started the show, I guess I've had this show about two years. And for five years, I had had this, my intuition kept saying, yeah, you're a voice coach? How about a podcast? And I kept saying, nope, I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to, who would even listen to that, right? You know, like we all do. 
And when I started the show, I was very clear that I wanted to teach a lesson each week and interview a business leader around the world, entrepreneur, about their life, their work, and how their voice played into it, how voice was important and communication was important. Because like you said at the top of the interview, people aren't, people don't, many people, not everybody, many people don't realize the power of their voice and that it impacts everything. It is how we determine who you are. So I wanted to start teaching those things. And like you said, it is so much fun. I love being behind the mic. But then I really had a year last year where there were some voice lessons for me too. And through that, I really got to see the next level of voice, really the psychology of the voice. And I, I realized that there was more that I could share, that I could teach. There was another layer of wisdom about the why you're doing what you're doing. My show had been, my intention had been very technical. Okay, you're struggling with breathing. I'm going to teach you breathing today. But it's really morphed in 2018. And I warned the listeners. I I spent about two months warning everybody, things are changing. Because now I talk a whole lot about, I do still teach technique. And I do still interview people. But I talk a lot now about, hey, why not use your voice for good. Hey, I want to talk about the computer guy and how he told me I was stupid and how that's not a good business decision with your voice, things like that. So I'm really kind of integrating life and voice to help people see, whoa, this is a make or break tool. You can literally make someone's day with your voice or you can break someone's day with your voice in many, many ways. So now I've kind of got this three thing going with the show. And I'm getting some pretty good feedback about it. I was afraid it might be a little, you know, out there. Again, that's that people pleaser going, ooh, you know, I don't know if they like it. But even as a recovering people pleaser, I stick with what I know to do. I mean, it's, it really becomes about intuition. And going with that gut, and every time I have it, it's cost me. Mm. Cost you in what way? Uh, I don't want to say bad things, Mm -hmm. but I'll say bad things. I don't know how else to say it. You know, knowing that something wasn't a good connection or knowing that something didn't feel right and doing it anyway, and then, oh, well, here it is, doing it anyway, because I didn't trust the gut, and it causing me pain, mm. pain and suffering. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lesson in trusting your gut. Oh, I've had it. 2017, that was what it was all about. Yeah. And, and even heading into 2018, because I have, I'm an intuitive voice coach. Yet I still can have moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if that's what I hear. And I think we all do. You know, I mean, maybe everybody's not an intuitive voice coach and can dissect voices like I can. But everybody has a small, still voice inside. It's just, are they listening and are they taking action based on that? So true. And I think that um, you're listening, you're not listening to your inner voice and then suffering the consequences uh, keeps you grounded, keeps you 
with us. It keeps your message relevant. Mm, um, yeah. I do like the direction that you're taking your podcast this year. Um, the message of using your voice to empower others, not to hurt others. I'm glad to hear that. And, and thank you for that. And I, it's really kind of under my craw. It's, it is really, it, it upsets me the way people talk to me and talk, you know, and I'm talking about just random people out there. If that's the way we're talking to each other, no wonder we're crazy acting crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it, because it, it, it's so easy to change that. You know, I mean, we've got all these things and not to turn this into politics and it's not something I talk about, but we've got all these huge issues that everybody's arguing over and fighting over. You know what? Everybody can change their tone of voice. Mm -hmm. They don't have to take a vote on it and it will literally change people's lives. I call it pay it forward with your voice and tone. What is it going to cost you to speak nicely to a stranger? Nothing. What is it going to do for them? It could be the only nice thing they heard that day. I can think about several things that complete strangers have said or done for me that made the difference, not only in that day, but just in the direction that I took. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a silly one is um, I decided to stop bleaching my hair blonde and going gray. And I went into a Starbucks and this girl behind the counter um, who had tattoos and she was young and she said to me I love your hair Aww. and I know that's what I yeah. said it just made my day yeah because at that point I was feeling uh, very old and yeah sort of you know invisible and when she said that I went oh it just made my day yeah yeah we're far too bogged down I won't even go into the stories you've probably heard me talk about some of them on the podcast but the things that people have said to me since I moved you know I don't remember it so much when I lived in New York City but I certainly here in Los Angeles why why do you have to say that to me what you know and we just you know I think as a society and I'm probably getting way derailing off of what you wanted to talk about today but why do we have to do that why we've got to stop tearing people down to feel better about ourselves yes and all that's voice all that is voice and words you know it's the message and it needs to stop you know i i do think that's on topic and it's a great segue to your newest project the Mm -hmm. documentary that you're doing one of the uh, challenges that a lot of people and organizations have is taking things personally and having that affect who they are But you have taken these statements that you've received throughout your life and that your clients have received, you've taken all of that in, that this is my interpretation anyway, Mm -hmm. you've taken all of that in and you're doing something extremely positive. So please tell us about your documentary. Well, I never planned to be a documentary filmmaker. In fact, it had never even been on my radar. But this year, I'm filming a documentary called You Took My Voice. About a year ago, I just woke up one morning, and I was like, violence. Violence is caused when people don't get hurt. Now, see, I've, 
I'm a researcher at heart. You know, I would be happy and as a lark just being off in a researching people and voices all the time. And I realized, wait a minute, you have a 28-year body of research. And I reflected back on that. And I would say 90% of the people that I've worked with over 28 years don't feel heard, didn't feel heard. And that's why, or were silenced or don't use their voice. And I woke up and I thought, violence, it's linked to violence. I need to talk about this. I've got to research this. And, and I think maybe I even need to do a documentary on this. Let it go. Went back to the research, went back, kept working, kept seeing all these people showing up in my life, you know, just validating this research. And I'm still kind of not, I'm not taking any action on getting it shot. And then I had an experience in 2017. Now, I'm a voice coach. I've lived this. I've breathed this. I wear this for skin for, you know, my whole life. And somebody silenced me. And I said, okay. If I know this game and somebody just shut me down like this, what is happening to the people that don't know the game? I have to do this documentary now. And so I started working on it a little bit and I woke up January 1st and it was almost like my heart was going to burst. And it was my, again, my intuition. See, this is a perfect example of me kind of dragging my heels on it. Do it now. And the next day I called a former student of mine former client, darling gal, who has become a filmmaker, quite an excellent filmmaker. And I said, I want to do this. What do you think? And she said, are you kidding me? That is incredible. That needs to be done. And there it was. And so I'm reaching out to people. I'm really, really excited about this. It's a kind of a three-parter. Part of it will be me talking about my research, talking about my story, talking about the things that I have discovered Another part will be footage from people all over the world sending in videos, telling their story about how they were silenced. And then the third part is when when Penelope gets here to L.A., she's in New York, we're going to go from Skid Row to the boardroom and interview people. Because when we think about Skid Row, think about homeless, okay, it makes sense that maybe those people were silenced or weren't heard, but we don't think about the executive being silenced and not using their voice. And I'm here to tell you, I've never had a homeless person sit in front of me to work with me. It has been nothing but executives all the way up to Fortune 500 executives, leaders, you know, managers. There are no, there are no lines in the sand. Everybody of every walk of life, every race, every age, every profession has been affected by being silenced. And here's the core of the documentary. Okay, we're going to talk about being silenced. We're going to talk about what happens. You know, you didn't feel heard. You stopped using your voice. But what I'm going to really highlight in the documentary is the life choices of regret that come out of it. So powerful. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And I'm going to submit my video to to you about um, my story, but you've really, really um, given me pause over the last week or so to reflect on, well, maybe it started before then. Maybe it yeah. started before that time when the CEO said, no, you're just here to sit and look pretty. We don't want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Maybe it even started before then. So I reflect on it a lot 
And I, what I'm really excited about is to hear the stories of, of how people took that feedback or took that look or took that comparison and the impact that it had on them. Because I think what people will learn is, oh, oh, you mean that too? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's really been fascinating. I knew all of these things, but I'd never really, just from my work, but I'd never really put it in a, a container like this. And it's fascinating. I've got stories of people who never got married and had children, the one thing they wanted in life because they couldn't use their voice. Mm -hmm. I've got uh, executives or managers that have literally almost driven themselves into the, into the ground to prove they were worth hearing. Mm -hmm. And then I've got people that have struggled their whole life to use their voice, never succeeded in business. They never succeeded in relationships. They never succeeded in life. And it is all linked to somebody saying, hey, shut up. We don't want to hear what you have to say. So really, it's a two-part piece. It is about the stories, but it is also about the recognition of what humans need to change because of the damage they're doing. I mean, who's walking around thinking, well, if I tell my son to shut up, I'm going to damage him for life. Nobody's thinking like that. But I want to tell you, it's hap that's what's happening. And so if you want to hear more or even contribute your story to Tracy about a time when you weren't heard and the impact that that had on you and the choices that you made in your life, I will put um, a link to her website, CaptivateTheRoom.com, in the show notes. And... I invite you to go out and subscribe to her podcast and listen to it because she is just awesome. Is you? <laughs> well, thank you. You're awesome too. And yes, I would. Well, I'm so excited to hear your, your story on video. I know some of your story and I, it, it's going to be such a wonderful contribution to the work here, the piece, but yes, listeners, I want to hear your stories. It doesn't have to be some massive tragedy because in my mind they're all massive mm -hmm. when you don't feel heard it chips and chips and chips away at your worth if my voice isn't even worth hearing who am i i'm nothing it's the shutting down it's being told to be quiet shutting that part of your life off you're, you're really shutting off that portal to your purpose your documentary is more important than ever to help people because I think that is the portal to helping people to really be in touch with who they are and yeah. expressing their purpose. Oh, I think for sure. Because think about it. You know, you keep, you, you say things, you express yourself, what you want, need, goals, dreams, desires, and you're shut down. What's the first thing that's going to come out of that? People pleasing. Well, okay, as a child, think about it as a child. Well, I don't want dad to be mad at me, so let me act the way he wants. Or let me say what, what I think I need to say, or let me say nothing. And then you wake up in your 20, and you're like, who am I? I don't even know who I am. So we can toss around that word authenticity, you know, purpose, mission. We can talk about those words, but it's really, it really does go back to the voice, who am I and what do I want to say? What is my purpose and how do I use my voice 
to help make people better. Yeah. To serve people. So yeah, totally. I love it. <laughs> I could talk to you. I know, right? <laughs> because of energy, your enthusiasm, your authenticity. Before I let you go, there are a couple of things that I would I would like you to share. And this is the wisdom part of the podcast. And uh, the first one is, what is the most important advice you have for a person in a situation where they are feeling not so confident, maybe afraid to speak up? So first of all, pause and breathe. Pause and breathe because the reason that a lot of that is happening is because you're up in your head. And the reason that you're not, I don't believe there's a fear of public speaking, Cinder. I believe there's a fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to use my voice because, I mean, what are they going to think? And, I mean, what will he say? And, I mean, if, he, if I say this, then he's going to say that, and then I might get fired. And, I mean, whoa, you got to get connected to it, back in your body, connected to your message, connected to who you are. Where is that? It's in your heart. Where is your heart? It's in your body. The voice is the orchestra of the heart. So when you're all up in your head thinking, sorting and, and doing, and I don't know, and maybe I just won't say anything because, I mean, what? Taking a breath that will pull you back in your body, whether you like it or not, think, respond. When I'm in my head, and I can feel it now, when I'm yeah. in my head and I'm disconnected from my heart, which is where the orchestra is, it uh, spirals downward. Doesn't go anywhere good. Yeah, you and everybody else, right? Yeah, it's so true. What's one thing that you know now that you wish you had known before? That there's a plan and a purpose and it's going to be okay. It may not be what you think it's going to be, but if you allow it, it will be magical. Mm. Yeah, it's funny when I think back on some major challenges in my life, I don't even remember the details now. Yeah, right, right. And Because when we're in it, oh my gosh, you know, when we're in it, it's like, why, why? <laughs> but I mean, my story is classic example. You know, I wouldn't, pl- I wouldn't be in a voice coach. I'm not that, I'm not doing that. I got an agenda. I'm being a famous actor. Yeah, well, now I work with famous actors and it's really cool because I don't have to get up at 4.30 in the morning and be on set. <laughs> so it's so much better, right? Yes. You know, but, it, but when we're in it and it's control, you know, one thing that I would say, there's so many things. And when you get to, you know, I'm 52, I can look back and so many things I can say to answer this question. And I don't know that any of them were necessarily about voice, but let go of the control, you know, just let it go. Stop, pick your battles. You know, that's, that's a voice thing. Pick your battles wisely. There is something that I have lived by for 30 years. See, I'm on a tangent now. I'm going to rattle off a bunch of them. (laughs) And it's called restraint of pen and tongue. And that saved my tail more times than I can count. Mm. Just be present. So for you to stay focused, uh, you're an individual, an independent contractor. You've got 
family responsibilities, you've got clients, you've got a lot of things going on in your life. What, what keeps you focused? Uh, who said I can't stay what? focused? <laughs> you know, I'm really learning. I've learned, I learn a lot and I, that's hard. It is really hard. And, and then, you know, like I said, there's still issues that I work on. I like to try to do the easy stuff first because the hard stuff is hard. So what, one of the things that keeps me focused like from a literal technical perspective is I used to have this massive to-do list. I mean, people would ask me for screenshots of my to-do list just so they could laugh because it's like six legal pages. You know, I got to get this done today. You know, it's ridiculous. And it would be stuff like move, you know, (laughs) that takes five days. And it's like with 47 other things on the list to get done today. So I have this new technique that I'm loving. And I actually learned it from a guest on my podcast, I write down everything I need to do on individual sticky notes and I pick the top five and I set them next to the computer and that's all I look at. I don't have that because I found that I was sitting there looking at my six page to do list and reorganizing it and restructuring it more than I was getting anything done and I couldn't have any focus because I was like, okay, I got to move. I got to rebuild the website. I got to, you know, look for a directing job that I want to do this. You know, ridiculous. And then I guess that, you know, from an in, that's, that would be my outside answer. And I guess from my inside answer, it is be still and listen and ask the question, what is the next right thing to do? Mm, Wonderful. And then I do that. And then I get that done and I ask the next, because I literally, I can be incredibly scattered and I can be one that avoids the tough stuff. I like that. I like that perspective. There's the outside organization, planning, methodical, prioritizing, and then there's the inside, the calmness, the centered. Yeah, and that, you know, it's not been easy. I mean, I have spent years of my life in internal chaos because of my upbringing and because you know, always being in the past and always being in the future. And, and it's, and it's really can be tough for people in work situations, especially I have a luxury. I sit here with my dog and I have great clients that I get to pop in and out on the internet with. But when you're in a situation where the boss is difficult, the colleagues are difficult, that, you know, you, you hate what you're doing. There's a lot of internal noise. Yeah. And we have to shut that down and we have to say, okay, this isn't what I want it to be, but I have this goal over here. I'm not jumping into the future and focusing on it. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to stay in the negative of what Joe did yesterday. What's the next right thing to do in this moment? And we literally take it moment by moment. Yes. Because if you go on either side, if you go back or forward, you're going to be in internal chaos. And that just, you know, there's just no comfort in that. There's no relief in that. There's no peace in that. That is so true. I love it. You are, you are, you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, somebody said to me the other day, they say, God, I just love how you do your voice. And I said, listen, after all these years of doing this, if I couldn't, (laughs) you know, and I think that's, I think that, 
that's what's so cool. And I've really had to embrace this, Sender. I've really had to embrace this, that there is wisdom and there is merit. I love the story that you shared about your hair. I mean, I man, I get it. I totally get it because there's many times I feel invisible. But I think that's, that is what we need to work towards. And I heard something really cool this last week. And I don't remember exactly how he said it, but the gist of it was, was the young people, the millennials, they are so smart. They are wicked smart. They can do technology. Like, don't even ask me to send a text message because it's going to take me 14 minutes to, you know, find the right, you know, the right emoji or whatever that is. But I've walked a path and I've walked a path. And I can share something with you that can save you years. So we really need each other, you know. And so I guess, you know, I haven't embraced my gray yet, but I have embraced that there is purpose in my wisdom. Oh, so beautifully said. (laughs) (laughs) And soon enough, I'll embrace the gray. (laughs) So, so beautifully said. And that, that really is why I wanted to to do this podcast is because there is so much wisdom out there and for people to share it, um, to share their wisdom and some of it will land just perfectly and some of it you may not even appreciate yet, but someday you will. Um, Right. And that's why it's so important that everybody uses their voice. Because I believe that everybody is somebody's answer. So many of us are led to believe that we're a problem. And we're not. Everybody on earth, whether they choose to step into it or not, is somebody's answer. And they are waiting for you. So you've got to step into the power of your voice. Because you're somebody's answer. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Tracy. Oh, thank you. I've just loved I'm like you. We could go on and on forever, but thank you so much for having me. I hope this is this is valuable for your listeners and I I just wish them all the, the best of luck. I want you to step into the power of your voice. Yes. I, well, I will put all of your information and the link to your website and some information about the documentary and I expect you have something on your website so that people know actually you know i i i think there's something on the captivate the room website but the documentary has its own website as well you took my voice.com i I think there's a little blurb on the captivate the room but you took my voice.com is is up in jen and and there's all the social media for you took my voice as well twitter and instagram and facebook where I'm updating and I'm about to start rolling out video uh, excerpts from people that are, that I'm getting the footage for. So it's starting to get really exciting. I'd love for people to follow along and keep up with what we're doing, working on it. Oh, wonderful. That is great. I hope to see you at Sundance too. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's like, I keep telling my, my filmmaker, we we talk and laugh all the time, but she doesn't realize I'm so, so serious that I keep giving her the uh, September deadline because that's when you submit your footage to the Oscars. Oh, so uh, you know, it's just, and, and that's not, you know, I'm not saying that in a self-serving way. I'm saying that in a world serving way, this has to stop. If you look at all of these movements, not to 
minimize any of them. They're all valuable. Black Lives Matter, Me Too, Time's Up, all of them across our lifetime. What was the core? They weren't heard. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. It is very exciting. Tracy, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And I'm sure I will invite you back soon. I'd love it. Thank you. I'm Cinder Niemela, and you've been listening to the Inspired Wisdom Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope these conversations illuminate your path to your highest potential. For show notes and links to resources mentioned during today's episode, please go to inspiredwisdom.us. You can also follow Inspired Wisdom on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, design a fulfilling and prosperous life that engages your talents and passions.